to Get Into Flow, the podcast all about shifting your mindset, identifying new perspectives, and taking action to inspire the kind of change in your life that will allow you to live unapologetically true to you. A life that you can look back on with pride and no regrets. I'm Sabrina, a mindset coach, and I'm committed to helping you build courage and confidence to take the next step on your journey of self-development and healing. Today is a very special day. We are celebrating two years since launching Get Into Flow. Can you believe it? Two years ago, I had my very first episode. I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew that I wanted to test this platform to be able to share with you, to be able to connect with you all. And here we are two years later, and I'm so grateful for the journey. I'm so grateful for all the beautiful experiences that this platform has brought me, all the connections I've made. And today's episode is really just a look back. What have I learned in the process? What do I want to share with you? Things that I know for sure, advice I can give you on just taking chances and trying something new and seeing where it brings you. And also what an amazing transformation this platform and this podcast has received. So here we go. The first thing that I want to share with you is take the risk. You don't need to have it all figured out. You don't need to know exactly what's going to happen. You just need to have the desire and the motivation and the inspiration to go for it and trust that it will all work out. So my biggest lesson with just launching the podcast and going for it is embracing and trusting the process. Having that initial idea of why I want to do this, I want to connect with you all, I want to share my experiences with you in hopes of inspiring you, in hopes that you take anything and, and you learn from what I've been through so that it can help you in your process. That being very clear for me, my why, my inspiration, my purpose, my mission, if you want to call it that, is what led me to just keep going. Then the technical stuff, yeah, I learned it along the way. I learned, you know, how to market it, how to edit, how to get seen on more platforms, right? So all these little things I learned along the way. But had I waited, had I procrastinated, because I know we talk about that a lot, the self-sabotage of procrastination in this case would look like this. I would have waited until I had all the information figured out, until I knew exactly which platforms I was going to be on, how many people I was going to reach, what my marketing looked like, how many guests I would have, because that ended up happening in the future, how many listeners I would have. Everything needed to be planned. Everything needed to be perfect. And then I could start. I'm sure already in me describing this long list of what I needed to do, you can understand that had I waited and accomplished all of that before launching my first episode, we would not be 85 episodes in right now. We would not be here two years later saying how much I've learned, how much I've grown, because I would have held myself back. I would have self-sabotaged, I would have procrastinated, I would have gone into my perfectionist tendencies of, but I don't know any of this and I need it to be perfect before even putting anything out there. So my one major takeaway in these past two years is really go for it. You do not have to have it all figured out. It does not need to be perfect. It just needs to be okay. 
and be okay with it being okay. Because guess what? You'll learn and you'll improve and you'll grow. And that process is what really allowed me to enjoy doing what I do. If I had waited until I had everything figured out, well, we've established that I probably wouldn't have started, but also I think I would have gotten bored because everything would have been so packaged in this box and that would not have allowed me any room to adapt and adjust and evolve. Because here's the truth. When my podcast started, and those who have been listening since day one, thank you. I appreciate you. Hey, if you've joined in at any point, if you've listened to just one episode, and this is the one, I appreciate you. But my day one peeps, you know that in the beginning, I started out just me. I didn't have any guests. Only in season two, I started introducing a few guests. And now season three has been primarily guest interviews. And I distinctly remember during season one, people asking me, are you ever going to interview guests? Because at the time that was a thing to do on podcasts. It still is. But I remember thinking, no, 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 I'm just going to keep it to myself because, you know, I don't know who I would interview. And then like, how would we do that logistically and technically? So like, nah, I'm just going to keep it myself. And I like talking. So it's just a platform for me to talk. But had I stuck to that thinking and not allowed myself to open and see possibility and opportunity in these guest interviews, I would have missed out on so many connections, so many collaborations. The highlight of this season for me was really all the people I got to meet. Never did I think that starting a podcast would connect me with so many people. I think I've interviewed over 50 people, which is amazing. Over 50 people who I didn't necessarily know to begin with, who are from all over the world, mostly in the United States and some even Australia, in the UK. Uh, Oh my goodness, just global guests. And these are people that I would have never met otherwise. Our paths would have never crossed. Because let's be honest, how would I have had the opportunity to meet all of these amazing people had I not gone into that Facebook group for podcasts, guests, and hosts, and posted that I was looking for guests and wanted to be a guest, but I'll get to that in a second, and received such an overwhelmingly positive response of so many individuals wanting to be a guest on my podcast. Learning so much from these people in the process. Yes, obviously, I select the ones who make the most sense in terms of being aligned with the podcast itself and the theme, and also feeling that they will bring value to you so that you're learning. And I'm learning too. And I've really learned a lot and been exposed to so many different topics and different points of view. I think that's the most interesting, the different perspectives that everybody has. Because yes, we're all in this healing industry, this this growth journey, this mindset shifting, um, but we all have our own experiences and we all have our own perspective. So hearing what other people have gone through and how they have entered this journey and continue to do the work is really, really inspiring. So I hope you're just as inspired as I am and you'll go back and listen to some of those episodes. And really the bonus too is being able to collaborate with some of these guests on other platforms and other ways. So there's a few of them that 
we still talk, we uh, do workshops together, we are in a mastermind together. Um, I was invited to be a guest on their podcast, and I was even invited to be a guest speaker at one of their online summits. How amazing is that? And I would have never had the opportunity had I not had them as a guest on my show. All of these experiences would not have been possible had I not been open to just be curious and do things differently. What if I start inviting guests on my show? What if I turn this into a collab podcast? What if I look at different ways to communicate my message and get my purpose across? All of these things have helped me grow so much. And the moral of the story for you and the takeaway is don't be afraid to try different things. Don't be afraid to shift, to mix things up, to explore and to be curious. Curiosity is everything. I've also learned through different areas in my life to lead with curiosity, especially when you're introspecting, reflecting on yourself and seeing how you can do things differently. Leading with curiosity as opposed to judgment is huge. It's a shift and a reframe that will help you tremendously. And then curiosity also comes into play when you want to initiate change. Instead of being scared to do something different, again, with this podcast as an example, starting out scared to do something different, what if I fail? Failure to me in this podcast was nobody listens. I instead invited curiosity and I said, what would I like to talk about? What am I curious about? And what if I just talk for myself? And that sounds funny when I say it out loud, but what if I just record episodes that are interesting to me, that allow me to kind of get curious in different areas and bonus if people listen? So even that reframe of looking at it differently and saying, I'm going to do this for me because it inspires me. It allows me to practice exploring different areas. It allows me to even practice communicating and coaching instead of focusing on doing it for others, doing it for the validation, the listeners count, the justification, right? That's that external validation we always talk about. That's the people pleasing. And as a recovering people pleaser, Although, you know what? Side note, I recently discovered that I'm not necessarily a people pleaser, but rather one of my core values is consideration. That means that for me, it's very important to be considerate. When I encounter people who are not considerate, it triggers me because I'm always very considerate with other people around me. It doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily make my decision based on the consideration of others, but I can see how that blurs the lines between being a people pleaser. So what does that look like? Here's an example. When I make a decision, I will consider everyone's feelings. And if it really is detrimental to someone, I will have a conversation before I act on my decision. That's the consideration piece. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to take that decision because I don't want to hurt that person, but it means that your feelings are taken into consideration and I will speak to you about it so you understand why I'm taking this decision. Very important distinction. I'm very observant as well. So I'm someone who's going to read the energy of the room when I'm teaching. I always 
kind of gauge where's everybody at today. Yes, I have a plan of what I want to do in the class, but I'm very considerate of everyone's feelings, emotions, and energy on that particular day. It happens a lot at the high school. Even if I plan my class down to the minute and I know exactly what I want to do and I come so prepared, but I'm met with resistance because they're very tired or they want to talk about something that's been on their mind, I need to give them that space. If I'm not considerate of where they're at and what they need, then nothing's getting accomplished. So I used to be the type to stick to my schedule and try to force the choreography on them. But what I've learned is that I need to really be aware of what is going to be most productive. How can I get the most out of my students? And forcing is not how. Being considerate and being open and being able to adapt where needed is really the key to success from what I've experienced. So again, that comes down to being considerate and not being oblivious. Being oblivious to me is a characteristic that I don't have time for. I do not appreciate it. To me, that means that you're really at the opposite end of considerate. And that's how I actually came to the conclusion that I am someone who values consideration because I've seen people who are oblivious and it drives me crazy. Whether they're oblivious on the road, they're not looking around when they're driving and they don't see cars coming or they don't see opportunities to change lanes or whatnot, or if they're oblivious to people's emotions and energies. I think that's important too. As a coach, as a teacher, being considerate means meeting you exactly where you're at means reading the energy in the room, means being attentive to your needs in this moment. Yes, I can have a plan. I can have goals. I can know exactly what I want to do with you in my class or as a one-on-one coaching client. But it's important for me to really, really dial into in this moment, what is it that you need? And that means being considerate of everything that you have going on and where you're at, how much space you have, what you can do. Um, So yeah, that all comes down to consideration. And I didn't really realize I wanted to go off on this tangent, and glad I did, and hope that you understand a little bit more about the importance of consideration. I did also learn a little bit about consideration through my podcast, especially when it came to guests, because like anything, there are going to be no-shows. We schedule an interview, and you don't show up, but you don't let me know. Things come up. I get it. I'm not the most punctual person in life, but I have the consideration to let the other person know. Whether they're waiting for me and I'm going to be a little late, I always call. I let them know, even for appointments if I'm running a little late. Um, But if you can't make a scheduled interview, I would just expect the courtesy that you reach out and you let me know. And some people have, and I appreciate you for that. And we've rescheduled your interview and it's amazing. But when I'm all ready to go and I carve out time in my day and I'm sitting on Zoom and I'm waiting for you to show up and you don't come on and then I write to you and you don't reply, not cool. And there are a few no-shows that I've written to and they have replied and you know we've rescheduled, cool. But again, it comes down to consideration, consideration of everyone's time, of everyone's busy and just kind of the courtesy of letting people know. So I hope that's a takeaway for you, that if you are running late, if you can't make something, sometimes it's hard to cancel or sometimes it's hard to say no because you don't want to disappoint someone or let them down. But 
trust that the person's going to respect that you're reaching out and you're giving them a heads up so that they can then make the most of their time. Because when I'm waiting in front of my computer for someone to hop on an interview call, that's time that I can't reschedule. That's time that now I've lost. Everyone's time is precious. Everyone's time is valuable. And moral of the story, let people know when you're going to be late, you're not going to make it. So that's another thing I've learned. And really, in the end, it's do what makes you happy. Do what makes your heart happy. Figure out what you love and do as much of that as possible. Because at the end of the day, when we're happy and we're truly feeling like we are present in the moment, we're living for each experience, everything else will reflect that beautiful, positive, optimistic energy. When we're in gratitude, that's a huge one. Gratitude is something I've learned over the past two years. We need to keep gratitude very present in our lives. The more grateful we are, the more that energy will radiate and the more we attract the gratitude right back. I am grateful for you, for your loyalty. I am in immense gratitude for everyone who has encouraged me in this process, who has been listening, whether one episode or all 85. I appreciate you. I thank you. And this is just the beginning. We're going to keep going. We're going to find a balance between guest interviews and my own personal stories and experiences. I want to maybe even do something different. Who knows? I'll be in curiosity. I'll be open to explore new opportunities and potential collabs or anything that this beautiful platform will bring. And again, thank you really from the bottom of my heart. Thank you all for being here for tuning in every week for keeping this such a beautiful experience for me. It's something that I look forward to recording and promoting. I love to hear from you. So don't be shy. Reach out. Let me know what you thought. Let me know what you want to hear more of. And I can't wait to record more episodes. So thank you for celebrating this beautiful two-year anniversary of Get Into Flow podcast with me and to many more years to come because we are not done. We have so much to uncover. We have so much shifting to do. We have so much reframing to do. Thank you for being part of the journey.